Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine coming to you with a weekly podcast. I call it the Common Sense MD. have a special guest. You've seen him before. His name's Josh Davis. Thank you for coming back. He is, um, along with his partner, Zach, they run TriStar Fitness and Rehabilitation. Is that right? Strength and Rehab. I get that wrong it's every okay. time, don't it's, I? It's a lot of words. You it's do so good. much. You know, you take care of everything. But <laughs> yeah. it's very unique because it has, I mean, they're board-certified physical therapists, but also strength and conditioning coaches. So mm-hmm. that's what's so unique. So when you work out with them, they show you how to do all this stuff. They're not only going to analyze you, but make sure you don't get hurt and tell you what you need to work on because mm-hmm. a lot of it's symmetry sure. and – you know, I used to think that back in the day that I didn't need a trainer, you know, that right. either if you need a trainer, I should say either you have too much money or you're just not motivated. But I couldn't have been wrong, more yeah. wrong than that. Yeah. You know, as I get older, I get more wise about a lot of things, but sure. like vitamins and nutrition and yep. all this stuff, but especially with the strength and rehab. Really, the number one thing I think people need to do and my population is really baby boomers like me people that want to age well and have energy and strength and it all boils down to how much muscle you have to support your bone structure and as you get older um, you really need help with this in most cases most all of us need some help but Mm -hmm. and that's what's unique about you guys and that's why i love you all my patients love you we just got through our deadlift clinic with you guys in the johnson city office and that went amazingly well Uh, that was a lot of fun wasn't it Did you have fun with that? Oh, for sure. And because really everybody needs to be able to do a deadlift, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the correct form. Because if you don't, you're going to get hurt. So the thing about people working out is everybody needs to do it. Then they get a bug. They want to start doing it. Mm -hmm. They get hurt and they'll quit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in my opinion, working out is number one. What you put in your mouth, nutrition is probably number two. And then maybe sleep, stress and hormone management but sure. in any event um so we want to talk today a little bit about balance i just got off two hours of pickleball courts i was just telling you mm-hmm. and because i love pickleball fastest growing sport in the country and it's great because it makes you feel like you're playing really good tennis when you're really not <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um anyway there's a lot of balance a lot of people get hurt playing pickleball yep. and i've sent you some injuries already and yep. Because you're not really warmed up. Everybody's out there is about my age playing. So um, they don't do any kind of dynamic stretching. But today we're going to focus on balance. I have so many people asking me about balance. And, you know, what can I do to prevent falling? Because that's the major thing that that kills older people is falling. And it's a good measure of your fitness Uh, overall. Can you get off the floor with by yourself yep so talk to me about falling talk about balance what yep. do you think is important how do we improve it yeah so coming from physical therapy this is mainly the you know this lens as far as pt goes is balance and fall risk reduction is huge in the older adult population so i currently also work at a skilled nursing facility and zach my business partner works at assisted living facility um, so that's something we see a lot of is that you know fall risk reduction um, but we've got two different types of balance, right? So we have static and dynamic. So static is where you're standing still, not moving, there's no external factors acting on you, you're just standing, right? So then we've got a few different systems in the body. So we've got your vision, your vestibular system, your inner ear, and then your proprioception, which means your feet connected to the ground. 
So whenever we're talking about training your balance, we can take away one of those or two and try to really isolate and be like, okay, you're having your falls or your, your most likely to fall with your eyes closed, which is everybody, right? Or in the mm -hmm. dark, yeah, yeah. right? So once we do that, then we have to rely more so on your vestibular system and your proprioception. Well, now if you add in like diabetic neuropathy, there it takes out the, the feet. So now you can't feel the ground underneath you and you're walking around at night. So then we, you know, kind of just, you know, maybe you have vertigo or something like that. It's something inner ear. Um, so that's like if you ever have an inner ear infection, you're probably going to have your balance thrown off a little bit. Um, so backing out a little bit, if we can tease out and find out which one of those of the three you're limited in, then we can try to correct that. And we can train that just like lifting weights or running or anything else. It can, we can make adaptations to the body and try to reduce that fall risk. So one of the big things that I actually did my dissertation on in PT school was um, type two muscle fibers. So we've got fast twitch and slow twitch. Fast twitch are the type two, right? So that's the ability to basically produce force quickly and prevent a fall. Is that what you lose as you get older? Correct. More? Okay. Yep, yep. Because we just stop jumping, we stop running, we stop moving faster. So all those things we typically just stop doing. And for whatever reason, everybody has their own reason, but a lot of times just it sucks. It's hard, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that if we can start training earlier on, you know, before we start losing those, we can gain them back, right? By training and kind of exposing your body to those things. Um, and the way that we typically do that is cueing fast up, slow down. So basically like hitting the gas, you know, really fast, then hitting the brakes, slow yourself down. So say you have like a, you're walking, you know, down the road or, or walking in the house and you do have, you trip over like, you know, I don't know, a rug or something. You need to be able to get that foot underneath you then your knee to be strong enough to support your weight and then counteract and get you upright again so you don't fall, right? So that's kind of the idea with that is that fast twitch muscle fiber is to be able to get your foot on the ground, act and react and prevent the fall, right? That's interesting. You know, yesterday I was riding my bike, which I do every day, and I hit a patch of loose gravels. Mm -hmm. So my back wheel starts sliding out yep. and I very quickly corrected put my foot off the pedal and hit foot on the ground. So I was kind of proud of myself for doing yeah. that because I realized, hey, I could I could have wiped out there yeah. and it actually kind of jerked my back into place. It, my back felt better right. after that. <laughs> so maybe that I need an adjustment. Yeah. I thought, man, <laughs> my back all of a sudden feels better. Right. Almost wrecked, but yeah. now my back feels better. But I think you're right. It's that proprioception you know how you're connected to the ground but i like the way so you try to t you try to find out if it's your vision mm -hmm. your vestibular system your inner ear or your proprioception which means how you're connected to the ground mm -hmm. that's interesting yep. so do you recommend that people walk around with bare feet and and try to do that or when they work out should they have their shoes off um yeah. Yeah, so my recommendation for footwear, and this goes kind of beyond balance, but with balance specifically for today, yeah, I would say try to walk around barefoot as much as you possibly can, because that's something that we start to lose is just the ability to feel your feet on the ground, you know, and like we, we call it toe yoga or toga. So the ability to put all four, you know, kind of lateral, um, mm -hmm. so outside toes down and pick up your big toe and then reverse it and put the big toe down and pick up the other four. Oh, wow. um, At so one yeah. time or yep. individually? Yeah, well, try, try, trying to do, you can do, you can do it however you want. I don't know now, anybody can do them individually, yeah, do you? that would be impressive. Um, but yeah, impressive. if we kind of group, you know, big toe and then the other four toes, but the point with saying that is, is that motor control and that proprioception, the ability to basically, I mean, think of your toes like an antenna, 
you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like kind of yeah. feel on the ground and make that, those adjustments. Um, and typically is what we see a lot of times is everybody likes the Hoka shoes and, you know, the Brooks with the big yeah. Yeah. fluffy sole. And those are, those have their place. I'm not saying those are bad. Um, but if you already have like neuropathy, that's like putting, you know, exercise balls on your feet, you know, and, and trying to be able to be like, okay, now if I start to roll my ankle, which they're already on an elevated, you know, heel yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, and then you start to roll, can you basically correct yourself there? And chances are, you know, probably not. So, you know, we've talked about grounding in some of the previous podcasts, how because of the electrical current of your body, you really need to connect with the earth. Sure. Um, you can even have people even, which I do, I, I ground my bed and my mattress through a yeah. grounding system but um kind of the same thing they say you should work and walk in the dirt um so i guess that has a lot to do with it so you're teasing this thing out um so you turn the lights out ever and just do you ever have them stand on one foot i know you've got the static and the dynamic mm -hmm. testing and yes. then training so tell me some practical things you can do uh, static wise just stand on one foot or? yeah so to start so for instance we actually have an outcome measure which is just a way that we can track progress essentially um, it's called the Tenetti balance test and we've also have a bird balance test as well and those are just fancy way of saying we can basically provide a um, stimulus to your body and try to find those and tease that out so with that with the static portion we just stand still the first part you do is your arms cross your chest now make sure you've got you know somebody with you you know, that kind of thing, especially if you're testing balance, you probably have issues with your balance. So make sure mm -hmm. there's, you know, chair behind you that's not going to slide out from under you if you do lose your balance, um, somebody with you, that kind of thing, or a licensed physical therapist, right? Um, so that, that'll be the big thing there. But you go arms across your chest and then just stand still. And then you can narrow your base of support or basically how far apart your feet are, right? So the closer they're going to be together, the less balance you're going to have. Yeah, yeah, that's like you know. If I watch my son, my you know one and a half year old son, like if he's getting up or he's trying to stand still, feet are wide. But there's yeah. you know nothing going to knock him over at that point. But the moment he gets his feet closer together, he's going to you know stumble over. So same thing happens with our older adults. Is that's why we see like that wide gait pattern. So especially walking, like with a Parkinson's patient, that you'll see that wide stance, and that's the only way they to can stabilize. walk. Exactly. Yeah. So the body has its way of like basically if it has a deficit, it's going to correct it without you even knowing it. So that's something that we typically have to shine a light on. Um, but the big thing, so if you do the narrow base support, shoes off with this, you can feel the ground. Um, so now we've got the proprioception dialed in, eyes are open first, and then we're just standing still, right? If you have troubles with that one, probably don't move on yet because the, it only gets harder. Get that one down there. first, okay. Yep, so the next one you can do is close your eyes. And again, just make sure you got something to hold on to. You can even close one eye if you have to. But the big thing is, is you're trying to limit your vision, right? And I would probably recommend doing the one eye first and mm -hmm. just make sure you're okay there and then close both eyes. Time yourself. Make it objective. That way you can practice it and get better at mm -hmm. it, right? <laughs> so then the next thing we have is we can do external perturbations. So that's where somebody will be acting on you. So like give, you know, pushes back or push to the side, but it should be unexpected. So just like if you're walking around, which that's more dynamic, but say, okay, for instance, you're standing in line at Target or something, somebody bumps into you. You gotta be able to you know, feel that force, absorb it, correct it, which is those fast twitch muscle fibers like we were talking about, and react, right? So that's the basically external forces acting on you. You gotta be able to do that and feel your feet on the ground, correct and realign. Like if your dog all of a sudden 100%. ambushes you from the side, you don't, you don't want to be able to fall. Exactly, yep. 
Yep. So th that's kind of the, the, the easy part of the Tenetti balance test, but then we start doing more dynamic stuff like reaching. So putting hands together, reach as far out as you can forward, measure that distance. Then you've got some to where you go tandem stance, but you got one foot kind of here and one foot here, staggered, right? And you can bring the narrow base support even from that and go heel to toe, like the classic sobriety test, mm -hmm. right? And just standing still, because you'll be surprised if you go in that tandem stance, how you'll start feeling your big toe, try to push down on the ground. And then you got your little toe, you know, cause it's like a tripod. That's what mm -hmm. we always say is tripod foot. You got your big toe, little toe and heel, and you gotta be connected to the ground, right? So from there, reaching to the ground, coming back up, we've got head turns, we've got changes of speed with walking. I mean, there's, you know, standing on one of those AirX pads are like kind of the squishy blue pads you may have yeah. seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So that's taking out the proprioception, right? Cause yeah. you're on a non-compliant surface. Um, so your feet have to work harder and your vision and your vestibular system to make up for that lack of proprioception. Is that kind of how those balance boards work? Um, bochi ball, uh, yeah. those, and also, mm -hmm. um, how about the vibration platforms people do? Does that, does that have anything to do with your balance at all? Or to people honest, say you can get stronger on those things. Yeah, not super familiar with it, to be honest. I don't really want to speak a whole lot on that, but I know I've been on some clinical rotations that have had those in physical therapy and like, you know, other sports clubs. I think everything has a place, mm -hmm, truly. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't know a whole lot about that one, to be Sometimes, honest. You know, I have a Swiss ball over there. Yeah. And I, I work out on it a lot with push-ups and just trying to keep balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, I, when I push off on it, also sitting on it and trying to yep. get up. One of the things I think is important is how to get off the floor by yourself. Yes. Um, that's something I ask all my patients. Could you get off that floor if you're mm -hmm. sitting in that floor without using your arms? Yep. And maybe at some point you can use your arms, but right. do you think that's good to practice? I think that's very good to practice. I mean, especially if we look at like, you know, Asian cultures that sit on the ground in those blue zones, you know, the areas yep. that they live longer, they're sitting, they're eating, you know, they're talking to the family all on the ground. They don't have chairs. So that's something we kind of get spoiled here in, you know, in America. We're always sitting to drive, we're sitting at work, we go home, we sit and look at our phones. It's something that if you can get on the ground as often as possible and get there purposefully, right? <laughs> not unintentionally, and, you know, and be able to get up, that's something that we work all the time is fall recovery strategies. Because people are gonna fall, I mean, that's gonna happen. Like you said, you was riding yep. the bike, like, yep. you know, you were, it wasn't like you were putting yourself in that situation, but accidents happen. Um, so you got to be able to know how to get up if that were to occur. So that's something we always touch base with with our older adult population is how to get up if you were to fall. Yeah, yeah, very important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing I've done in my practice over the last, my whole practice really is battle against obesity. Yeah. That's really why I form performance management because there's too many obese people in this country sure. and they end up on too many medications and it just hampers you. Yeah. So if you see a person that's really heavy, Mm -hmm. it's the balance has got to be off oh yeah and when they fall you're just feeling well you maybe have more padding but you're not going to be getting up well and then we think about that like reactionary you know postural control like trying to slow down that amount of weight and redirect i mean that that would be hard say like we had an nfl athlete and you put you know say if somebody's 400 pounds they're probably what 250 225 you put that amount of weight on their back and push them they're going to have trouble too and they're elite you know professional athletes so yeah, I mean, I, I think it all comes down to lifestyles initially, and then you start layering in, you know, strength training, power training, then you start getting into the balance training. And I mean, you can make it as well-rounded as possible. I think that's the ultimate goal. You know, you work with a lot of older people. Mm -hmm. When should you start worrying about your balance and falling? At what age, I mean, obviously the older people need to work right. on it, but how, when do you tell people, hey, 
you need to start working on your balance. I think everybody does. I mean, that's something that even in my training, I'm 30 years old, and now I'm not necessarily targeting balance, you know, necessarily. It's not my intent in doing the exercise, but it's going to be working on stability. So we always talk about like the, the bar stool analogy. And again, it's like kind of just a vague way of looking at it, but you've got mobility, stability, and strength and the three-legged bar stool. If you mm -hmm. don't have one, then the chair's gonna, the bar stool is gonna fall over. So the mobility, ability to get into end ranges, stability, be stable at those end ranges, strength to be able to exert force in the end ranges. But you gotta have mobility before stability, then strength. So my reason saying that is, is I work on stability, which is a fancy way of saying balance, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, so there's several ways of working on that. And that's, you know, typically if we start with somebody, we start like we talked about with the static stuff or getting them stable on one leg. Like you were talking about standing on one. If we can put the leg behind us like a kickstand, that automatically is going to pitch our weight forward and, and kind of deviate our center of mass. And the hip's going to have to work harder at the leg that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. Then we think about our core. Then we think about, you know, then we start adding in like arm swings or like, you know, reactionary stuff most of our falls happen with dual tasking and what I mean by that is is you're walking like you said a dog comes over you know bumps you or you're carrying something carrying groceries you know we've got to think of what the balance component is in everything that we do even if you're squatting on two legs right it's so important you know when I work out with you you have me doing one-legged exercises exactly. and yep. not only are you gonna get stronger but you that works on your balance as well 100%. And, and that's exactly what I was getting at like I do majority of my stuff is single leg training at this point I'm not trying to you know get a scholarship or anything like that. So it's like, I need to work for longevity. And that's typically what we work towards is that single leg, you know, balance, stability, and strength um, and mobility too. Cause you've got, I mean, we're bipedal, you know, creatures. We walk, you know, one foot out the other. We're not, you know, jumping two legs at yeah. a time like a frog, yeah. you know, we've yeah. got to be able to do that reciprocal gait pattern. And to do that, you got to be stable on one before you can squat on two. So people need to start thinking about, you know, when you go to work out, you may not necessarily be trying to get huge muscles. Right. You just want to help make sure you don't fall and you're yeah. just more livable, mm -hmm. I would think. Yeah. What about if per, if a person is falling? If you mm -hmm. find yourself falling, any tips on how to prevent injuries, broken bones? That's a hard one. It, it, it is, and it especially depends on which direction you fall. So, right, and this sounds silly, but when we think about it, where are our toes? on the front of our feet, which have our feet, so they stick out. So typically nobody falls forward unless exerted upon or they're running or something. Their force is going forward, right? So typically you fall to the sides or straight back because we don't have toes on the back yep. of our feet. Makes right? sense. Okay. Um, so that's typically what we see in the skilled nursing facility. Somebody's got, you know, bumps on the back of their head or the posterior, you know, fracture of their hip, or they just fall to the side and they push their arm out, and then we've got to fall on an outstretched arm or fracture that way. Um, so that really the big thing, I mean, if you are already falling, is to try to just almost, and again, this is kind of hard based, you know, to talk about without going in specifics of like, which direction are you following? That yeah, kind of sure, thing. Sure. We try to say, you know, if you can basically get as much of your body to the ground and not just stiffen up, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be the big thing. If you go here like first, you're in and slow motion. Head, exactly. If you can try to get like hips down first, that's the thing, right? You want to try to get there as quickly as possible. You want to kind of hard. roll and yes. maybe not put all the pressure on this arm. You're Correct. going to break your wrist. Yep. So just cushion it mm -hmm. and, and roll as you go. Exactly. Um, well, you think about those parkour, you know, athletes, ones that are jumping on buildings and rolling, they first thing they do is yep. they absorb the force and try to dissipate it as much as possible and they roll. Because if you just land flat, all the force is going to one area. You're really going to get hurt. That's yep. a really interesting and that'd be a good study, a it would good be. video on how people fall yep. 
and yep. not get hurt. I know when, when I play pickleball, there's a lot of injuries in pickleball. For sure. It really is like we talked about. But the one I see the most of is when people are backpedaling. Mm -hmm. Somebody hits a lob over their head and they start running backward. Yep. Just like you were saying, their toes are in front. Mm -hmm. They run backward and they fall. Yep. I mean, almost every time. So if you're playing pickleball, just let it go over your head. It's very right. hard to hit a lob exactly. over somebody's head anyway in pickleball. Yep. Everybody's at the net. Yep. So don't don't go for something that you think you probably can't get mm -hmm. because that's when you get hurt in pickleball. Yep. We talked about pickleball earlier, and you did. I think you're in Arizona doing mm -hmm. a rotation, and there's physical therapists all over this country. All they work with is pickleball yep. injuries, and mm -hmm. isn't that amazing? Oh yeah, they build their practice off of it. I know so. the ortho orthopedic doctors love pickleball because yep. uh, one of my friends broke both his wrist falling, oh, backpedaling for mm -hmm. he just fell down. Put both hands behind. Yeah, and that's not it's it's bad to break one when you break two. It's oh, yeah. really yeah, bad. You're in bad shape. That's yep. that's not a lot of fun to rehab from that. But yep. so this is really good. I, I like this podcast on balance. So. Everybody at home, besides working with you, I mean, I try to send you sure. as many people mm -hmm. as will go yep. because they need to learn how to do some of the stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they could continue working out with you, great. Yep. But to learn some of the principles, because sometimes you think you know what you're doing or you, right. you actually think that you're in better condition than you're really in. Mm -hmm. I've got a good analogy for that. All men think they're better looking than they actually are. All women don't think they're as good looking as they really are. I think that's true. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. S same thing with yeah. uh, that's really not that's not even that'd probably be funny, but that's true. Yeah. But another thing, most people think that they're really in better shape than they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they're prone to to mm -hmm. falls. Yeah. And I think balance is probably one of the first things that you're gonna it's gonna go. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, it's all a downhill course. Say you break yeah. a hip. Mm -hmm. What's your the one year mortality on that's fifty percent exactly yeah or more well then a, a refracture I mean then you're in pretty big trouble at that point so that's something we always look at with our older adults that have a hip fracture is balance is going to be like numero uno as far as you know range of motion strength and then we'll have balance as far as you know what we're going to be working on um, and targeting so people that are listening so assess where you're at with your static balance mm -hmm. stand on one foot close your eyes you know, one foot in front of the other, see where you are, have somebody push you a little bit right. and see, see if you can correct. Mm -hmm. And then work on your, if you're pretty decent, then start working on dynamic. Yep. Say they're not working with you, what's a few practical tips they can start doing? Yeah, so one that we can kind of work off of that, say we're in that staggered stance, one foot in front of the other, and then like you have one you know, foot kind of behind you in a kickstand position almost, where you've got like, if we're talking like weight distribution, like maybe 80% on the front leg, 20% on the back. So just enough to have some weight, you know, going behind you, then you can practice get a dumbbell or like can of soup, anything. It doesn't really matter. Um, but you're going to do almost like windmills. It's kind of hard, you know, showing you with this, but you're going to go handoffs. So one hand to the other. So then your body has to slow that, you know, whatever the implement is to the side, slow it down and then redirect it and go this way. So it's almost like a pendulum. Um, you can do that. You can do curls. You can do curl to overhead press. I mean, there's several ways you can go about doing it with staying inside your center of mass. So, so when we think about like, you know, reaching outside, that's whenever you're going to start to have the balance deficits, right? You're having to reach this way. Um, that's why everybody like, you know, typically when we see their older adults, I say reach forward and they're like, 
And I'm like, yeah, your arm is out. Now I need you to reach. And they're like, I feel like I'm going to fall. I'm like, that's exactly why we need to work on this. Yeah. Um, Cause typically they're going to go this way and that's all they've got. Um, so, you know, building off that working on a hip hinge, like we talked about the deadlift clinic, that's going to be a big one because it's basically re redirecting our center of mass and base support to where we are stable still, right? You're pushing your hips back, but your chest goes forward. So we're still, you know, if we're looking at you know, side profile, still, you know, straight up and down as far as center of mass goes, but we're trying to counteract with the front, you know, in the posterior chain. I love the way you worked with those people in that deadlift clinic. Yep. I mean, you worked with some older adults. Yes. Some young ones came too, but the <laughs> older ones were the ones that were really interesting. They, they really want to not fall. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. made a good point too that night is, start out with body weight exercises yep. before you're ready to, you know, lift 150 pounds, yep. uh, work with your body weight. And that hip hinge to me is one of the most important things you're going to do. For sure. And 100%. it works in with balance, doesn't mm -hmm. it? It does. Yeah. Cause I mean, when we're thinking about the first thing I also see with the hip hinge is big toes come up. Well, what's that doing? We're falling backwards now. Right. So we've got to keep that big toe connected. So that's why we always start with, you know, shoes off that way you can feel the ground, push that big toe down. And something we always do is we'll put a band underneath the big toe and not put some you know tension on it. And whenever they lean back, if the band snaps, like comes out from under the big toe, they've lost connection to the ground. And that's just a simple cue you can do. Like, Great you know, you tip. could anchor it to the ground and just be like, you know, actually going through exercise and be like, okay, is my big toe staying connected or am I losing contact? That's really important. Just the little things make all the difference. Yep. Like feel your, feel your connection to the earth. Yep. Get barefooted or get some of the earth shoes or, I think some of the thinner sole shoes are, oh, yeah. are flat, what That's, they call them, flat shoes yep. like you have yep. right now. Th those are the best ones to wear. For sure. Um, this has been great, Josh. Yeah. Josh Davis, certified physical therapist and strength trainer. Yep. TriStar is an amazing place to go, and yeah. you've helped so many of my patients, okay. and I appreciate Thank it. You. I really admire your practice. Thank I you mean, so you are not Likewise. following the traditional route. Yep. You're thinking outside the box, and you're just better. Thank you. I mean, you have to be. When you do something yeah. like you do, you have to be better. For sure. And you're yeah. going to get people that want to come to you because they're they're not looking for the easy way. They want to learn it <laughs> yeah. right, and there's no easy way out. For so, sure. um, Josh Davis, I appreciate you coming by. Yeah. Next time, I really want to do one on how to sprint again. I like it. We'll make that a title. I know I talked to Zach about it. Yeah. Because yeah, a guy like me, 68 years old, I want to be able to run fast. I want to be able to sprint. I don't care about running a marathon. Right. Unlike my brother, who just qualified for Boston. He, That's awesome. He wants to learn distance. I do not want to run a marathon. Yep. I just Same. don't want to do it. Too yep. taxing on the body for me. Yeah. It's great for him. He loves it. But I want to learn how to sprint for 50, 100 yards just because – I know it's good for you. There you go. I 100% you know? agree. So we'll do that next time. Josh Davis, thank you so much. Uh, TriStar Strength and Rehab. That's it. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. That's it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>